press. She's like over there. You just press record. Don't mind me. <laughs> I love that Michelle gets to be here to witness the relationship that me and Margo have with each other. <laughs> I was going to tell the story of the time that everything that I've done really in my life when it comes to my talent, I kind of stumbled upon. And I, I remember telling you this before. Yeah. But there was a time where um, we were doing what my senior year, the senior play was Your Good Man, Charlie Brown. And uh, we were doing like the original version. There's there's two versions. There's like a Broadway version and there's like another version. Anyway, I wasn't going to audition because I was like, they're not going to cast me. Mm -hmm. who, who can I play? Thinking I'm just, I'm not suited for it, I guess. Yeah. And I already told myself that. And my, my drama teacher, she, she said, um, she asked me if I was auditioning. I was like, no, I'm not going to audition. And she said, you need to audition. And I was like, Okay, I guess I'll, I'll audition. She said, I think you should audition. So I was like, okay, fine. She was like, it's going to be, I'm casting it. So I said, okay, fine. Mm. So I went in the audition at the end of the day. And she wanted me to read something like a five-year-old. So I did. Okay. And I think I told you I do voices. So I, So it was easy for me. So I was just like, okay, cool, that's fine. And I did it. And I went home. I sang a little song and that was it. And I went home and the next day <laughs> I didn't think about anything. I mean, and I've been in shows before where, you know, they, they put up the casting list and, and you go and you check the next morning or whatever. But I was never one of the, those students that kind of like, like, not let me rush to this. I don't care. Yeah. I just, I just was just kind of like, me know. <laughs> pretty much like if I got it, somebody will tell me or I'll, I'll, I'll check it maybe after school or something, you know, I wasn't like pressed. Yeah. So, um, I was in my choir class and my friend walks in and she's like, congratulations. And I, and I, and it, this was third period by this point. And I said, I was like, Oh, on what? She was like, you got one of the leads in, in your good man, Charlie Brown. And I said, what? <laughs> First of all, I totally, I thought maybe I'll get choir or something. And yeah. But then I was like, if I don't get anything, because I already wasn't going to audition. You're like, anyway. I don't even want to be here. So if I'm in <laughs> chorus, I definitely am not showing up. So, yeah, I would get chorus and be like, I, I changed my mind. I won't I'm do good. it. <laughs> so um, I, I see my drama teacher and I'm like, she's like, congratulations. And I said, did you know you were going to cast me? And she said, no, no, no. She was like, no, 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 no. This is all based on your audition. And she was like, you should believe in yourself a little bit more. And and I said to her. <laughs> It's not that I don't believe in myself. I just didn't want to do it. Like, yeah, it wasn't just, like on my list of. Yeah, I, I wasn't thinking, oh, I can't do it. I'll never get casted. I was just like, I'm not interested in this. And, <laughs> and anyone that doesn't cast me, I already know you're fucking it up. So it's not going to be the show you imagine it's going to be. <laughs> and she said, are you interested now? And I was like, well, yeah, now I am because, you know, I have the lead and I have a song and I, you know what I mean? So it was. It was it was interesting. So the moral of the story is some sometimes you just gotta just go with it, even if you don't want to do it. I mean, I mean, as long as you're safe. Yeah, if you could be Michelle, if you could be Michelle, <laughs> <laughs> discernment. No. By the way, this is no lies detected. Oh fuck! A podcast about the the truths you need to know and the lies that we tell ourselves. I'm Megan Tanjus. I'm Michelle Moore, and you're welcome for that intro. Yeah, sorry. Opened up with a story. I didn't listen. I didn't want to cut you off. I wanted. I, I don't know why I'm so, sorry. I'm not sorry. I, I was going to say, when have you ever? Why would you know. apologize? I don't know. Not you. Most of the Sagittarius. time, when I say I'm sorry, it's out of courtesy. Yeah. Because I, I, otherwise I wouldn't respond. 
Yeah. So I'm just kind of like, well, what do I say? Okay, there, I'm sorry. I'm sorry is something that I feel like in the Midwest, I, I don't know why. I was like bred into me in a certain way where it's like, I'll run into a door and I'll say <laughs> sorry. It's like other people run into me and I say sorry first. It's just like the minute anything within my sphere gets fucked up, my automatic reaction is to say sorry. <laughs> oh no sometimes I, i'll do it he's like what are you saying sorry for he's like i ran into you and i'm like i don't know <laughs> you know when i i have had to say i'm sorry because i've bumped into somebody i'm surprised because usually i'm not bumping into anyone yeah, yeah, yeah you're saying sorry to me sorry and i am so, saying sorry to you <laughs> so when i bump into people i'll be like oh i'm sorry <laughs> like it's, it's almost like it's not even a sincere sorry it's just like i normally don't do shit uh, that's like this. not me <laughs> i gotta go to the doctor and get checked out <laughs> this is abnormal yeah no in the midwest everyone says sorry back so it's just it's almost like a hi oh yeah <laughs> i sorry yeah i lived in the midwest so i understand that it's a place it is a, a special place. place for people that are just unique yes yes and most of us got the fuck out of it and <laughs> yeah and some just the ones that are gonna make it got the fuck out <laughs> it was interesting you, it's definitely you take not. what the midwest gives you and you get the fuck out yeah yeah it's in the middle for a reason it definitely is It's in the middle wow so, just so you can pass it you know i live a, I, I i'm from oh hello am i high uh <laughs> i was puffing that smoke in your michigan face. michigan is a peninsula we got water on three sides that's a little fact for you oh florida's a peninsula oh so. shit wow peninsula bitches yeah damn yes. something about know? being surrounded by water <laughs> <laughs> water sign hey, whatever direction you go oh yeah you've got water all over the place huh that's true i miss <sighs> it i miss the water uh don't miss anything else about it but miss the water for sure yeah um how are you feeling today bb i'm feeling pretty good i'm feeling uh uh stretched and and open yeah ready to receive okay well i got some questions for you to receive okay (laughs) i don't think we're talking about the same thing but yes let's do this well you're about to receive this (laughs) okay um this email is titled (laughs) do i leave the broke married man wait wait that's the title. I love when the title just really summarizes up everything, but I'm going to read everything to you. Hey, ladies, my name is Bree, and you can say my name, bitch, again. Let me reemphasize to you all. If you put your name, I'm going to say your name. I'm going to read everything verbatim, and I'm not going to edit it. So so don't say things you don't want me to know, because I'm never going to go to your email and be like, well, I don't know. It says Bree here. No. Incorrect. Right. It's anonymous. Or you can just say, please don't say my name and then tell us your name. Yeah. See? If you want us to know your name. I'm also a Capricorn and 28 years old. So here's the quick and dirty of the situation. I just started dating this guy, a Gemini, three months ago, and he's wonderful. He treats me like a queen, is funny, always texts back, is down to go on adventures, has A-plus dick game, and is basically all kinds of wonderful. The list goes on and on. Okay, wait. (laughs) This is not the list that Michelle would have. No. Why is always text back a plus? Always responds when I speak to them. (laughs) Makes the occasional joke. You need to set that bar higher, honey. Likes likes to leave the house with me sometimes. (laughs) And the list goes on. 
Y'all are doing it so wrong. <laughs> but I relate because I, I accept higher so little. Standards. I accept so little. I'm like, I don't know. He likes my pictures on Instagram. I think it's love. <laughs> uh, listen, he respond. He should resp- respond to your texts. Okay. I'm concerned about anybody else in your life that's not responding to your text. So this is a plus. This is Lord. Okay, okay. let's keep going. Um, so this person, Bree, is a high school English teacher. Okay. And then this person is a special needs aide at a school. Okay. However, the problem is that he has had some issues recently with his landlord selling his place abruptly that led him to having to move back in with his parents. He also doesn't have a car right now because he crashed it last year. This does not sound good. Does not make enough money to really do much more than pay his bills and is separated from his She's wife. She's in for him. <laughs> yeah, on behalf of him. And is separated from his wife of 10 years who he also has a 13-year-old son with. Additionally, he's 36 years old. I'm torn because he's a wonderful man, but his situation is less than ideal. My friends, mostly Virgos, say that I have my shit together and deserve a man who has his shit together too, but I don't know that I'm ready to walk away from a man that is so wonderful just because he is currently in a rough patch of life. He's working to fix most of the issues, looking for better jobs, updating and sending out his resume, filing paperwork to get a divorce, etc. For context of our relationship, I have to pay for most things we do together, but he always tries to help out with what he can, like snacks for a road trip or thoughtful gestures like helping me drive or carry things or just literally doing anything I need help with. Whoa, again. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's, it's not I, Now I'm even questioning your choice of friends. <laughs> oh, jeez. So tell me. Do I leave the wonderful man who needs to get his shit together? Or Where do I... is the wonder? <laughs> I just don't know. <laughs> or do I stay and enjoy our time together while he figures it all out? Guys, y'all give me a hint. Love you both so damn much, Brie. <laughs> this is a man who's got way too much going on in his life that he needs to figure out, I think, to be in a relationship relationship um he's got a kid he can't afford to take care of that kid or himself right now uh he's trying to find a job that even helps with that he doesn't have a car and yeah i mean when you put when you list out all these things they really don't just sound like he does all these amazing things it's like going in life he's a friend who helps carry snacks and sometimes we fuck Uh, as soon it's gonna be he has a heart and lungs i mean he's alive (laughs) And that's I really love, sweet. I love men that are alive. That's so sweet that he's alive. <laughs> for you. Yeah. <laughs> Seems like a good choice. Breathes for me. <laughs> um, it just sounds like he's not giving you very much of himself or he's even in a position to this, give you but, anything. And, but he don't need to give you anything because you need to be giving yourself something because you're that's not true. giving yourself anything, it seems. And you're latching on to your friends and to him. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know, know, know where you fall in the story. Cause I didn't hear anything about you. Mm. Everything was about everybody else and, and what they say and what they say and, and what, what they they're think. doing and how they see it, which leaves me to believe that you're not loving yourself because if you were, you, you wouldn't have to write, write in with such nonsense. That's nonsense. You are not surrounding yourself with people that are elevating you at all. Mm. you're just not even your friends dipping in and telling you you know you have your stuff together and you should want more do they do do they know that you don't love yourself because that's all i'm seeing Mm. they're putting the blame on him 
The blame is, it's only you. This person, yeah, this guy <laughs> it's is just, only you. This guy is just living his he's life just living and his trying life. to make things happen. Yeah, he's just living his life. And and there is this kind of, this idea that you guys are meant to be, or he's so sweet based on the fact that he carries things for you and he texts you back. Yeah. I mean, you could go out and get anybody like that. <laughs> Why are you waiting with him? Th- there's true. nothing special about what you just said. That is true. I think I found myself in situations a lot of times where I probably have a a not too far off list from this. Mm -hmm. And it's like you latch on to the one thing that you feel like, oh, I can't get that anywhere. No one will see me like this person does. No one will get me. And that's Mm -hmm. just not true. No, but but you you have to see yourself and you're not seeing yourself. And and you're thinking because he's texting you back, that's being seen. Mm -hmm. You have work to do. Um, uh, You have work to do. You have work to do, and I don't know if if um, you understand where where you have to to, to do the work, but you need to silence the noise because it's mm. just noise right now. Everything that you've said is irrelevant. It's absolutely irrelevant because all of these things that he's doing, these basic things that he's doing, you you, you can do for yourself. Um, and it, once you're doing them for yourself, then I mean, be surprised, be shocked at how many people are just getting by with the bare minimum Mm. because other people are latching onto them and looking at it as a service. (laughs) You're providing a service to me. Thank you so much for acknowledging me. Yeah. That's weak. That's a a weak frame of mind to be in because, because you deserve more and you deserve better for yourself. But it has to come from you. Mm. He's not elevating you. How is he elevating? Everything that you said is him, his life and his suffering and what he's going through. How is that elevating you? What? Because he texts you you back? No, that's no. It's giving you a project and someone to save. You think that someone will be grateful for you because they're in such a position that they have to be. Honey, this is not going to play out the way you think it is. They sound like an acquaintance that you fuck sometimes. Yeah. That's what it sounds it's, like. It's not. You're going to, even if you guys ended up together, you're going to be tired. Yeah. He you're has a lot tired. to figure out. You're going to be tired. She got a lot to figure out. She's got a lot to figure out, but he, but she, instead of figuring out what she needs to figure out, she's looking at a project to jump into right. that has nothing to do with her. Right. Right. Because all it's going to do is if you push all of your stuff away and you go into this relationship being like, I'm going to help him get a job. I'm going to help him get divorced. I'm going to help. He is he hasn't gone through what he needs to go to grow past that, to be the person that would even be able to be in a relationship. And the thing is take on everything that his ex left. This is what I think when people love themselves, they know when they're not at their best, they speak on it. Hmm. And when I'm not at my best and I see somebody in my past, anyway, I've seen somebody take interest in me. Hmm. Are you questioning why they're taking interesting I interest do. at you at I such do. a point? I do. Um, case in point, the go- girl that I'm no longer friends with. Yeah. I just not at my best. And I, and I, I, I was very honest with her. I was just like, listen, I don't have what I normally have to give. I don't have that to give to you. Mm. Yeah. And I just want to be honest with you because like, this is where I am. So, and you can decide if you want to, but I'm pro- probably not going to be invested in the way that you're invested. I'm just not going to. Yeah. If he hasn't said that to her, he's not loving himself. Mm. 
He's just going along with it. And that doesn't make him a bad person. If you're not, if you haven't recognized the love that's within you, that doesn't make you a bad person. Mm. It just means that you're, you're leaving, you're leaving yourself open to very, a very toxic uncertainty because you're latching on, you're latching on in the hopes that, that, that you can feel validated. Yeah. And so that's what you do. You'll, You'll look for any little thing that like, oh, he takes his shoes off when he comes in my house and it's so respectful. <laughs> you, he knocks on the door. Right. When he you'll, search for, <laughs> you'll search for all the basic human things that oh we should God. be doing. You I, know. I literally remember like the first guy that I, I slept with. I remember at one time bringing up like, well, I was coughing and he brought me water. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Probably to shut me the fuck up because he's trying to sleep. <laughs> but I was like, it was so kind of him. That's, yeah, that was the kindest thing he ever no, did. No, I expect you to bring me water. <laughs> That's not. I'll say thank you. Yeah, but you're not getting points for bringing me water because we I'm gotta, coughing. We gotta update our point system, right? Because I'm looking at you sideways if you don't say anything and I'm coughing. Then I'm <laughs> kind of like, if I choke to death. Damn, dude, I just fucking sneezed. You're not gonna say bless you or something? <laughs> or like, you good? <laughs> Nothing. And, well, I wish you I wish you would have done that. <laughs> but see, this is how this is how I yeah, this is how I I observe. Yeah. Because like I allow people to be who they are and I don't interrupt them. Yeah. Nice. I don't interrupt them. I don't try to change them. I don't try to change their minds. I don't try to get them to see how how wrong they are or how great it could be if they made this decision. I don't do that. Because that's me doing all the work, all the emotional work. And I'm not going to do that. I'm not gonna I'm not I'm not taking on as a project. So if I'm talking to somebody or I'm getting to know somebody or whatever, whether it be a friend or somebody intimately or whatever, I'm watching them Mm. and I'm letting them do what they do and showing me who they are and believing that that's who they are and not intervening and saying, well, you know, you, you could, you should have done it this way or there's a better way to do it. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that because it never ends well because I intervene all the time and it always ends up like trash. Yeah. Well, you you invest so much energy yeah. into it and then you have to clean up the pieces because that person didn't even know that you were invested in them like that. Yeah. They didn't even know. And I want to know that if I'm sharing myself with someone that they recognize their own worth because if they recognize their own worth... Nobody's taking advantage of anybody. Mm. Nobody's, we're all good. We're, we're sailing the tide together. Mm. And we're not struggling for, you know, um, attention or are needy. And you can't have people. You can't have people. You have yourself, but you can't have people. So, you know, um, I was watching a, um, a show with my Aries friend and it was a movie. And the woman called her boyfriend and she was like, she said, and he had already seen the movie before. And I, I'm watching it for the first time and the woman's on the phone and she says, she was like, oh, I'm starving. We need to get that guacamole from that place that I like. And my response while I was watching we. it, I was like, since when was this a fucking we thing? <laughs> why don't you like, just go get the guacamole? I was like, why don't you just go get the guacamole? Why, why I have to be included in this? Like. I don't have to because people see themselves as a unit. Right. And you didn't even ask me. I already ate today. Like, yeah, I don't I'm busy. Like, 
I'm not just going to show up just because you want to go to this, like, whatever. And so my friend that's watching it with me, he was like, see, this is why I fuck with you. Because (laughs) to me, like, if you're loving yourself, you don't need anybody's approval or validation to be alongside with you to just do the basic things that you want to do in life. Yeah. Go get your fucking guacamole and come back and be like, oh, I I got some guacamole. You want some? But this idea that we have to do everything together and we have to do y'all, y'all are so we're so attached. I say y'all and I'm speaking from experience because that codependency is real. Once you will get you. Yeah. Once you can detach yourself from people, I promise you guys, you will soar in life. You will soar so many things. You will be less stressed, less anxious, like less because nobody gives a fuck about you. Mm-hmm. At the, it, that's what it all boils down to. Nobody cares. My mom loves me. She's not thinking about me right now. She's working. I don't know what she's doing. I'm not thinking about her. But that doesn't mean she don't love me. You're like, I don't give a fuck about my mom. Right <laughs> that doesn't mean she doesn't love me. Yeah. It just means she's, doing, she's living her life and I'm living the same way that you look at that and you look at your, your friendships and y'all live your life and you do what you do it shifts as soon as it becomes intimate. All of a sudden you think it's supposed to be this. Us. Us. And it's just like, no. It's always going to be you. Yeah. Promise. Keep doesn't doing matter you. how long you're together. It's going to be you eventually. Right. Because this idea that you can live with someone and you need to do every single thing with them, every waking moment. And Mm-mm. that's that's codependent. Yeah. You're supposed to be sharing space with people. You're supposed to be... You know, it's not taking somebody's last name. It's sharing the last name. You're sharing with their, you're still you. You're still your whole self. So, you know, um, I, I saw a friend that posted uh, something. We were in school. We went to school together. She posted this meme. It was like, um, I wanted to be, be married by 23. And she was like, let's all sit back and laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I literally, even though I wasn't invested in it, I just imagined that in my early 20s, I'd be married and have kids. Right. And then... Right. I mean, I definitely didn't, d- didn't imagine that I would be divorced and divorce. <laughs> you know what I mean? I wouldn't I wouldn't I, I would have never imagined that. Um, but here I am. And <laughs> we are in the now. Yeah, here I am. And I feel freer than I ever have. And not because I didn't like my husband or I didn't love my husband or whatever. But I started to recognize in in space and time we're supposed to be progressing. Mm. And if you if you're not progressing with someone, you got to shift. You got to change. You got to do something. And it's time for her to shift. She needs to shift. Time to for shift for herself. Okay, another question. Um, Megan and Michelle, I hope you both are doing fabulous. My general question is, how do I actively take in, appreciate, and recognize the positive comments and compliments given to me by my coworkers and managers regarding my abilities at work? Well, I can, there's also more and more personal background if you want context, but do you want context? I, I don't really need it, but let's go ahead because maybe somebody else. My name is Tom. It. I'm a 20 year old gay male college student. I've been following you, Megan, for about eight years, and I was an OG podcast Patreon BB when you and Keith first started Roommate Pod. Well, thank you. I work full time as a part of my degree at a biotech company for cancer drug research. This is my first position and first real world infield work experience, and I absolutely love it. 
I'm very proud of the work I'm doing at this company and I find it incredibly fulfilling. When I started, there was only one permanent member of the team where there had been five earlier this year. I was given a lot of responsibility and opportunity to prove myself, and I think I've done very well in that regard. The main thing I'm struggling with is accepting recognition for the work I am doing. I greatly appreciate the compliments. I know that sounds like I'm just being a little bitch, which to be fair, I am. I've been working on just saying thank you and offering good eye contact and a smile to try to show my appreciation, but I feel like I'm accepting undue recognition, even if it much of it is seemingly deserved. Um, now that I've complained that people like me for about five minutes, it's that Aquarius ass coming for me. I wanted to confront you, Megan, about how accurately and aggressively you dragged me on Twitter for my birth chart a few weeks ago. I don't remember this. I wasn't prepared, but the Lord works in mysterious ways. <laughs> birth chart attached for reference. They are an Aquarius with an Aquarius moon and a Gemini rising. Oh. <laughs> Oh, I don't know what I said, but I know it had to have been <laughs> fucking funny. <laughs> um, firstly, can we all be like Tom and structure our emails? Like, love it. Tom has beautiful structure. Like, ask the question f- first, and then we can decide if we want to read the entire novel. Mm. Um, that that was the best way to do that. Oh, this is what I said to them <laughs> October sixteenth. How wait? How did you? I looked up their username and then I looked up my tweet. Listen, y'all, I took one breath, <laughs> said two sentences, and she's like, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> this is what I do. Literally, I was at that management meeting yesterday. Someone walked out with like a, a little octopus mug, and Dan was like, oh my God, I love that. I need it. I went on Amazon. I was like, this mug? It's eighteen dollars. That was. It's just, you know, it was like, you wow, you just gonna send me a, like you love dirty. Have you I'm seen? Like, have you it. seen the net with? Sandra I Polk? wrote a paper about the fucking. Net. Okay, Absolutely. I was like, you're, that's totally you. That's me or uh, enemy of the state. I'm one of those like people back there just like typing things up. Okay, so I said, bitch, you're an Aquarius who feels like an Aquarius, and the world sees you as a Gemini. And then I put in parentheses, packs bags. Good luck. <laughs> Um, <laughs> well, I mean, that makes sense that this person now, cause at first I was going to be like, I didn't, I didn't get a sense that this person isn't sure within themselves. They just, they don't, they know, they feel like they're not quite hitting the mark for other people to understand. Right, right, right. So, and you're an Aquarius, so you might not be. <laughs> right. So I'm, my, my rising is Aquarius. So I'm, I'm definitely <laughs> seen (laughs) that way and um i i i used to have problems uh getting compliments i still do i still Mm. do and it's not really a problem it's just i never know what to say yeah um it's also like part of it's like i don't need it right that's my thing when someone says something i'm always like they'll be like you're so amazing i'm like i'm all right yeah it's not because i think i'm just all right Right, i think i'm amazing but at the same time it's like whatever that is i don't need it right and and but some people are attached to that Mm -hmm. and they'll they'll say i'm all right but but they really are like fishing for something or they're really like down in their feelings about it oh yeah yeah, or they really just don't see themselves that way you know um so i get that um, and for me, the best thing for me I learned is just to say thank you because, you know, I, I, I don't do things because I need recognition or I need a pat on the back or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And it feels good for people to acknowledge it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you should ask them to acknowledge it in a pay raise. <sighs> Keep track of all the things that you're doing and all of the compliments that you're getting. 
and then use that to negotiate for more money. Oh, man. I just, y'all, dry pockets out here. Just dry <laughs> the driest. <laughs> the driest. Everything else is wet in Los Angeles, yeah, but, but my Michelle's pockets, pockets are dry. dry. <laughs> and so I completely understand that sentiment. And I just say thank you. Yeah, I, just I would say, just say thank I, you. I don't even make it. And you don't need, I don't need to I think tell you're you. you're taking too much on. Yeah. And reading it, too much into it. And, and I think that because of their signs and stuff like that, they're good. Mm-hmm. They, it, it, this has nothing to do with them personally. They're not suffering on the inside or anything like that. There might be a little bit of that Gemini that pokes in. That mm-hmm. is, um, man, Geminis, you guys are special. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about a, a good old Gemini? There's just some, I keep saying it. There's so much duality. I always and, see Gemini's as I feel like the Gemini's I know have a million fucking projects. Oh yeah, you can't tell any of them that they can't do anything and everything all of the time it's forever. The of them. And if you're not supporting everything equally for them, they do not have time for you. Oh yeah, you are a hater. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think uh, I think it's it's the back and forth of like believing that believing your own shit. Like mm-hmm. they're so passionate. And I see discernment, guys. I'm not generalizing all Geminis, but so passionate, passionate about what they're doing in that moment. Mm. And then the next day could be like, oh, yeah, I'm over that. That's what. Well, yeah. What are you talking? Yeah. Like I'm on to something else. Like (laughs) like this is my new thing now. (laughs) And they become such a like a warrior for it. Do you know what I mean? Um, Well, this bitch has got a lot of Capricorn in this chart, too. Oh, loves a list. <laughs> loves a list. A list. Y'all like lists. Mars and Pisces. I try to do lists, but it just doesn't work for me. Yeah, but I would just say, just say, just say thank you and you keep know, it moving. And keep it moving. I mean, people, sometimes people give compliments because it makes them feel like they're doing a good thing by, mm. you know, making your day and telling you, you know. It's just like a passing comment for most yeah. of them and, and you're sitting here and being stressed about it and you shouldn't be. Yeah, you don't need to be. If someone says something and you say thank you, that's as much as you need to yeah, do Yeah, you don't need to do anything else. You don't have to do anything else. Okay, another question. Mm. SOS. Hi, S- Megan. Wait. SOS is the title. <sighs> do y'all know what that means? SOS. <laughs> Help me. It's no Rihanna. Okay. Uh, hi, Megan and Michelle. Yes, you can say my name, bitch. <laughs> I know that you haven't heard this episode yet, but I am going to say your name. My name is Kiona, and I'm 20 years old. That's a beautiful name. Recently, I've been doing some digging into my past and realized it wasn't as happy as I remembered. Do you have any ideas on how I can cope with this baggage in a healthy way? I've tried talking about it with my family, but I just don't have the heart to hurt them, nor do I want to change their perception of the people involved. I just want to get over it and move forward. Therapy. Ooh, yeah, I don't think turning to your family is going to is going to help people you actually deal with are. it. You're going to just keep pushing because your emotions trust to the side. Me, if you know something, they know something. Mm. Whether and they want to know it or not. Right. And they knew it before we before you even came to it because they were old older when you were a child. So mm uh don't go to the family <laughs> no, no 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 you want to go to someone outside preferably a, a professional but i would seek i would seek um therapy and or um there is a his name is he's a speaker his name is muji m-o-o-j-i and i, I think he's jamaican um but he 
has tons of followers or whatever. And he's just, just so chill and so spiritual and just so spot on with healing mm. and understanding like it, it comes from you. Um, so I would do that if you can't afford like therapy or whatever, because therapy is expensive as fuck. Therapy is expensive. Listen, my therapist texted me the other day when I needed it to. And she was like, Hey, Michelle, um, do you, and I haven't had a session because I used I know, to see I'm her behind. once. A, yeah. I used to see her once a week. Yeah. I started three years ago and I was seeing her once a week for a whole year. Is this online therapy or? No, it was actually, I was actual. going into her office Yeah, and I would see her once a week for about a year, maybe six. No, I think I did that for like three months and then I moved it to every other week and then once a month mm. as I progressed. And since I've been here, I was talking to her every once a month, just catching her up on stuff. Just like, it's like an oil change. But mm -hmm. the past couple of months I, I haven't been able to do it cause I couldn't afford it. And she texted me and I really needed it. And I was just like, I, I can't, I said, I I'm struggling to pay my rent right now. So I can't even dish out any extra money mm -hmm. even for my mental health. So I I'm finding other ways though. And I'm telling her what I do. She was like, okay. She was like, well, I can do also do a shorter, a shorter session for less and in my Sagittarius world I was like bitch did you not just hear what I said I don't have any money <laughs> yeah. like then I then I have to remember Michelle she, she's trying to be helpful yeah, she's not yeah. trying to make money like she's trying to be helpful yeah, yeah. because for me I'm she's trying to bend to see if right, that would work right I'm like you. do you need money because why you hang like you know what I'm saying I just told you I don't now you're dragging out my my situation and yeah, making yeah. me it was making me feel a little like, no, I can't even do that either. Like, yeah, so now thanks. I've been reminded that I can't even with right, the, with the right. help. Right, right. So I just didn't answer her. <laughs> I left that bitch on read. <laughs> that was two weeks ago. <laughs> um, I was doing better help, um, mm -hmm. which I do have a code for. I think it's just Mama Tanja's, but I don't remember how that works. But um, I was doing better help, and it was good. But then I kind of went to New York, and right. I think things just didn't go the way that I wanted them to go. Right. And so instead of going and talking to someone, I was like, you know what I'm going to do? Talk on a bunch of podcasts and write some music about it. And I need to sit in it and I need to soak in it yeah. so that I can make stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm due to, to talk to her and, yeah. and fill her in. But it, it's hard because there's no lack of me talking about the thing. Mm -hmm. It's just getting the, the thing being said by someone that I know and I respect. Usually it's you. You'll say something. And I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> I don't know what Fuck. I've said. You say all kinds of shit. Oh, okay. But like we've, we've had some good chats. Yeah, we have. We have. I was sitting in my garage the other night having like, we had an hour long conversation. Oh yeah, I. that's right. That's right. You're like, I don't think that this is done, but as you got, it's like, you just like you, the way you phrase things sometimes I'm like, <laughs> fuck, I can't go back. <laughs> now I'm thinking of this. Fuck me. Um, <sighs> so yeah, I, I struggle with that too, but I, I, I think I've managed to keep my head above water in a lot of ways because I'm creating something from yeah, it. Yeah, I'm having a better understanding of how how you how your mind works and stuff, and it's I think it's interest it's fascinating to me because <laughs> I don't attach myself to my feelings. Yeah, there it's two separate things because I use logic. So, <laughs> but you use logic as well. I do. You do use logic. You you just. But I'm so aware of my emotions. Yeah, right. I am as i said an aquarius rising so I, sometimes i'm not even aware of my emotions yeah it's like uh, i remember a friend of mine um saying to me that she thought i was a type a personality because i just don't 
I, I mean, I, 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 even when people are hitting on me, I just don't know. Michelle got hit on yesterday at a grocery store. I did. (laughs) Okay. So let me tell you what happened. I was naked in a bathtub when I heard the story. (laughs) (laughs) So I, I'm at the grocery store and I'm with my, my Aries friend um <laughs> aries friend was there while you were getting hit on we weren't together we were uh, he, in you separate know, areas was, yeah and i was with my aries friend and i was at the i was getting parmesan cheese i was buying parmesan cheese and um this guy comes up to me and he says and this is why i don't like small talk okay this is how the conversation went i'm looking at cheese and he says oh it's great it's tastes so good right and i'm like yeah and i'm thinking to myself does he think that this is an engaging conversation Mm. like parmesan cheese (laughs) and you say yeah it tastes really good and most people are like oh he's cute he's trying i'm like nah you whack and probably (laughs) very boring you would bore me if you think this is a the way to ignite a conversation with somebody like me it's just you don't know what you just walked into (laughs) so I said, I was like, yeah, um, yeah, Parmesan cheese or whatever. And it was a white man. And so anytime a white man hits on me, I'm like, mm, I'm looking for that. You look exotic in <laughs> gaze in their eyes. I think you specifically eyes. said to me, like, it was on the tip of his tongue. It I could really see was. It. it really, really was. And I'm not here for that. So I, so he says, he says something about Parmesan cheese. I'm like, yeah. And he's like, but it's so, so hard to choose sometimes because, you know, it's more expensive than the regular cheese. This is the most boring conversation I could ever I imagine like, starting with someone. I said, yeah. So, and uh. I just, so I picked, picked, picked the one. He said, oh, good choice. So, and he's like, you don't even know what the fuck to do with Parmesan cheese. Right. How the fuck did you know if I made a good choice? Or right. Not? So then he goes, so I'm walking away. I'm like, yeah, thanks. And I walk away and he's like, so what do you use it on? And I was like, food. <laughs> and I walked away. <laughs> this man's never going to hit on anyone again. <laughs> I just didn't know what to say. Like, I, well, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't know what to say either. This is really painful for like, I'm embarrassed for you and yeah. I can't watch this. And I'm a part of it. I'm hurting for you. <laughs> Do you see me smiling? No. Take the context clues. Move forward with this knowledge. You should have just turned into full like I run a podcast and let me give you some advice that I would give to one of my listeners. This is boring. I just, basic. Anyone that would have responded to this, someone that would have lasted 3 months and it would have been awful. Stop it. I just, want better for yourself. I want better for you figure out how to make food i already you're asking me how to put parmesan cheese on that means you don't cook for yourself i'm not cooking for you i don't need I just, i'm not taking care of you no that means that you're not thinking about what you're saying That's you're just saying lines yeah um honey no. you, you gotta dig way deeper to speak <laughs> I need my you, interest i need you to move my fucking soul <laughs> and my soul remains unmoved <laughs> i would have been it would have been more charming let me tell you tell you how to approach somebody like me. Yeah, let's okay? learn how to how to how to win Michelle. It would have been more charming if you used sarcasm and wit. And I love the way s- you say sarcasm. <laughs> sarcasm. Sarcasm. How do you say it? Doesn't matter because the way you say it's better. <laughs> okay, so if you had some wit, uh, some wits about you, and you said, and you came up to me and said, I'm just speaking to him like he's listening, but you said, you know, <laughs> he might be. <laughs> you never fucking know. I love Parmesan cheese and I usually make it with this and this and that. And then 
just left it at that <laughs> and just trusted that I was going to respond. Just like, I like mystery. Like, mm. like, like a man that's going to say something and walk away. Yeah. Like, like a partner that's going to, I say partner now because you know, who the fuck knows? Who the fuck knows these Could days? Could be anyone. It, it, look, I, I, you If ho, you move my soul. Yeah, you hoe and I'll, I'll hide the hole. Let's do this. There you go. <laughs> if you move my soul, I'll find the hole. <laughs> yes, that needs to go on a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Moving in from our demisexual life into our pansexual life. I'm Listen, fucking ready for it. I... <laughs> so I tell you one time, this Italian is a, it was a white man, this Italian guy, I was standing, I was standing across the street and we made eye contact mm. and it was on a strip. So nobody was really driving. It's like a lot of bars and clubs and stuff like that. So everybody's just really walking and taking over the road. And I, we make eye contact and I'm, you know, I see or whatever. And then we make eye contact again and he's across the street. Mm-hmm. So I didn't, I I noticed him, but, and then he walks over to me and he said, <laughs> smile on your fucking face. He said, you should follow me. I'm going in there. Oh, 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 oh all right. <laughs> so, you know, I followed him girl <laughs> because I'm like, now I'm missing, not my, my interest is peaked. Yeah. Cause I'm like, there's a confidence in it where he's like, I'm going in there and you should probably come right, in. Right. Right. And it didn't. And the thing is that a lot of times I think we, uh, we can tell the line on masculine energy and feminine energy in that kind of situation. And you know, guys, guys these days are very scared to say anything to women because they just yeah. don't want to seem, but you just know, you know, when you've made a connection with somebody, you just know. Yeah. There's a spark. Yeah. And the way he said it to me and how, how he waited, I mean, we, we were staring at each other for like 10 minutes across the street and he waited long game. I that ended up sleeping he's going to wait him. to make you come. Yes. I ended up sleeping with him. <laughs> how did it go? Okay. So this was the person. Was it better? <laughs> the the, okay. the pickup line was better than the let, actual. Let me just tell you. Okay. Um, yes. Yes. Yes, it was. Okay. And sometimes, sometimes these things happen. That's fine. Sometimes you can still find a dud. Yeah. Um, so, but the first three weeks were amazing. Um, and then he wanted me to meet his family. And okay. he was Italian. Yeah. And in, in that culture, sometimes, um, especially like Puerto Rican culture or, or anything like that, I find it with my Puerto Rican friends, my Cuban friends, my family is partly Cuban, like Italian culture, Indian culture, you live with your family until you're married yeah. mm-hmm. and, and then you move with your spouse. Mm-hmm. So he was living with his family. Poor Midwest culture. Yeah. Anything. <laughs> right? I could lived at home the, forever. These days, it's everybody, right? Anyone, it's millennials. It's not a cultural thing. <laughs> so, um, but at the time, it was it was back in 2002, 2002. Okay. And so that's how long it's been since I've been in the dating scene, guys. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. Anyway, so. Um, I don't know what scene I was in at that point. Yeah. <laughs> He was older. I was like 21, 22, and he was 28. And um, so we we had a nice time and everything. And this is how it started. Um, This is how I realized he could be crazy. 
<laughs> you were like, this is not the one for me. When I met his family. Okay. And they had a big Italian meal and he did not tell his family that I was black. Oh, you told me about, oh, I can't wait for you to hear the story of what you did. Cause this is a great story. <laughs> I, he didn't tell his family that I was black. And so the shock on their face when I came in, but then I was pretty enough. So, you know, <laughs> so they accepted so it. So they accepted it. Wow. But at the table, his, um, and I'm going to say a racial slur. So y'all can just deal with that. Um, he his his grandfather and his father kept calling me a mooly, mm. and that's that's a racial slur. That's mm. like saying the n word basically, mm. and I knew that because why? I'm from Massachusetts, yeah. and you've heard them all. And there's a lot of Italians in Massachusetts. Every iteration, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and um and a lot of uh, racist Italians mm. in Massachusetts. And uh, so anyway. I'm I'm listening to this and I'm like, wow, this is this just is out and dinner. Just out. Here we are. Um, so I stayed that night and I had very loud sex with him <laughs> in their parents in his parents' home. And then I snuck out in the morning and I never called him. And then he calls me about three days later and he said, I haven't heard from you. And we were supposed to meet up. <laughs> You're goddamn right you didn't hear from me. <laughs> We were supposed to meet up and and I didn't really want to, but I was just like, OK, that's fine. We could let's meet up because I, I don't want to just like disappear because it wasn't really your fault. But you did lead me into this like mm. I can't trust you. You know, your parents don't like. Yeah, you you set me up. Right. Why wouldn't you t at least tell me to send a fucking message to your family? And you didn't let me in on it, which means you weren't fucking looking out for me. You right. weren't looking out for me. And you're using me as a tool to to get back at to, somebody. Right, to piss so you know parents. what? I fucked the shit out of you as loudly as I could. And it was horrible. And I left. It was horrible. He had this like the smallest. I couldn't feel anything. <laughs> so I was act screaming like I was I was. I was giving it my all, mm. but I was giving it my all to his dad and his grandfather. Yes. And um, <laughs> anyway, um, would I do that again? Yes, I would. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if you were wondering to yourself, Michelle, would you do that again? Yes. To prove a point, you bet your ass I will. Yes. And anyway, so I we were supposed to meet up and he had to cancel on the day because his friend came in and surprised him and they were going to go to a strip club. So he says to me, he calls me, he's like, oh, I'm not going to be able to go. And I'm like, that's okay. He's <laughs> Don't like, worry. and he said, he said, you know, my friend's here. We're going to go to the strip club. And I said, oh, okay, well, you know, have a good time or whatever. He's like, whoa, 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 whoa. You're not upset. And I said, oh God, someone desperately. Yeah. I said, would you like me to be upset? And he was like, well, you know, I'm just trying to, I'm trying to figure out because, you know, I need to be with somebody who's going to, who's going to fight for me. And I said, well, you came to the wrong person. Yeah. I was like, you came to the wrong person. I said, you, he was like, I need a woman with a little like hood in her. Who's a little, I was like, I assure you that that will never be me. Yeah. So I don't know. What you to want me you. to be insecure. Right. That's what you want. You want to make me feel insecure. That's what you want. You want me to act like an insecure person. That's what you want. And that to you is love. Right. Which tells me everything I need to know. Right. Exactly. And I'm good. Exactly. So I ended up going out that night and he shows up at the place that I'm at. I bet he fucking did. He shows up and I'm the dancing Scorpio? with some guy. What is that? <laughs> I, I'm dancing with some guy or what I didn't even know he was there. And he's staring at me. And then he walks over and he's like, oh, this is how you're going to be. And oh, I was like, he wants to get his ass beat. I was like, 
I literally, his name was Mike. I said, hey, Mike. That's how he approached me. But I was like, hey, Mike, how are you? Just chill. Like, no, nothing bothered. I, I'm unmoved by you. I've already moved on. Like, I've moved on. I moved on from after I exited your body. <laughs> or your body exited mine. I was over it. So, <laughs> children. So, people, long story short. Um, I don't know why I told this story. I, I don't even know why it led me to it. But, <laughs> but there the, you go. The spirit spoke through you. It moved me. It moved you. I don't know if we're a- answering a question. I don't remember. Well, maybe I am high. Do you want to do one more question? Yes, let's do this. Okay. Hi, Megan and Michelle. I would like to remain anonymous. There you go. I'm a 24-year-old woman that lost her mother 13 years ago. Oof. Oof. So 11? Mm. Growing up, I didn't have anyone to talk to or guide me to grieve properly or just ask me if I was okay. So I held it in for years. Now I'm an adult and seeing a therapist, but the subject of my mom is still a sensitive subject. I'm trying to get over this idea that I have in my head that it's already been a long time and I should be over it, obviously. I know I'll never be over it, but from your experiences, what do you recommend on making this easier? What have you both done that has helped you grieve the loss of a loved one? Side story, Megan, I met you one year on... I met you one year, my mom's death anniversary, and you made my day so much better. Thank you for being such a kind and loving human being. Love you both. Thank you for taking the time to read this. Wow. Well, I'm glad that I met you. Um, and I'm sorry for this this question. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, when it comes to grief for me, the thing that has helped the most, especially with my grandmother, I think has been talking about her as if like, Margaret would like this, mm. especially with my mom mm. or anyone else that knew her, just like so-and-so would like this. Mm. Or like, I think ways of incorporating, even if it's like having things of my grandmother's around, if it's just talking out loud to her in moments where I feel really lonely. Mm. Um, I think learning more about her from people that knew her. Um, anything like that, I think helps. It's bittersweet, right? Because it makes you miss them, but it also makes you realize that like, there's still so much to learn. Yeah. I think I, um, oh, that great. <laughs> okay. Sorry guys. Um, Bless you. I, <laughs> I think that, um, for me, I have both my parents, but I did watch my, my ex-husband lose his mom and we were there when she, when she passed on and, but we were older. Mm. What I learned and, and after that, I lost so many family members and that, um, some to even violence and friends and stuff like that. Uh, I just bring them with me. That's what I do. Um, I don't try to forget them. I don't try to only think about the good times. I don't. I just bring them with me. Mm-hmm. And they li- live on through me that way. And when I want to cry about it, I cry about it. And and if I want to laugh about it, I laugh about it. I, li- I allow myself the space to reflect in whatever mood I'm in mm-hmm. because that's what I need to do. And it sometimes it, it gets less and less. I don't do it as often as I used to. And, and now I can think about them without feeling such sadness all of the time because I was allowing myself to feel sad for as long as it took. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's a lifetime mm-hmm. and I can't, I don't know what it's like to lose a parent and I can't imagine what 
what that must feel like, especially at that such a young age, because you go through so many changes after that, you know, not just it's a hard time. Yeah. Not just in grief, but like so just as through. a, just as a, as an adolescent, you know, your body changes, questions your you like have. questions you have and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, that is who you are. Your mom is who you are. And, and part, uh, parts of her have, have are no longer visible. Mm. Um, but those aren't the parts that you keep. You keep the parts of her that are of you that remind other people who knew her of, 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 and seeing you and mm-hmm. that you remind them of your mother. Yeah. And so you should live with that and you should keep that with you all the time because it is a part of your DNA. It's a part of your makeup. So there are remnants. You are your mother. So you're always going to be connected to that, the womb. You're always going to be, it doesn't matter if your parents, if your mother tre- treated you like shit, there's something that happens. There's always a tie there. Yeah, there's something that happens and it's cosmic. It's it, that when people say they don't believe in things, I'm like, how could you not believe in like the connection of like having a child like inside of you? Mm. that connection is it always shocks me when people talk about pregnancy as and like an ailment you know like even in fucking healthcare and stuff it's like a pre-existing mm. condition if you don't have uh health insurance and then you get pregnant mm-hmm. they see it as a pre-existing condition and they won't give it they won't give you health care yeah and i'm like this is the one glory of the world mm. is is being able to reproduce and and the feeling of that cosmic like connection even people who who give their children up for adoption even people who have abortions Mm -hmm. there's a sadness to it all a loss is a loss it's a loss and when it's inside of you or you were inside of it it's hard it's really really hard so and i've had i had a miscarriage once and and to this day i still think about it you know what I mean? And I, I, I know who have people who've had abortions and they still think about it. Mm-hmm. And I know people who have given birth and have lost their child and still think about it and vice versa. It's all the same type of loss, especially. And when you're a woman carrying that, that's why I'm like this idea that that men can infiltrate and tell us what we need to do with our bodies when it comes to having mm-hmm. children, having an abortion, giving your, 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 your children up for adoption or just having a child or, or losing a child mm. or losing a parent is all the same pain. Mm. It's cause it's a life. It's all connected. It's yeah. It's a life. And it's just, it's so sad that people don't look at miscarriages and abortions in that way. Because mm. it's a struggle. It's not when you lose a child or when you lose a parent, it's the same. It's the same. I think that like people that don't understand that kind of stuff, look at it and they just imagine like flippantly people are just out here doing things. And the reality is that like most people, regardless of how you feel about abortion or if you've had abortions or mm. anything like that. And and I know people that have had several and yeah. it's not, it hasn't, doesn't affect them. But I think that there's always there's a thought process and there's a choice that goes into it. And there's an understanding that like your life, there's a a road that you've come to and there's a fork in the road. Right. 
And so and it's you like, make a decision and you make a decision mm-hmm. and it's always the right decision for you. It is. But it, it but it, you, there you is another, think about it. There is another reality that right. you probably will think back on and not necessarily in a bad way, just no. in a, like an acknowledgement. And, 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 and it could be in a very melancholy way. It could be, you know, it's it, what I'm saying is that you, if you truly believe that there are women out there getting abortions and, and not thinking about, later no one that can get pregnant is getting an abortion and not thinking about yeah it. you think about like and not in a in, in a w- way of like oh i shouldn't have done that because mm-hmm. you make the decision that's your decision and that's what you wanted to do but you're yeah. still going to think about the decision you're still going to think it's about something that happened in your life yeah like let and we should have that freedom to do that yeah um and you should bring those things with you. I bring I bring the fact that I've had a miscarriage with me my entire life because it it shaped made me look at myself differently. It made me it made me question what I wanted in life and what what I wanted from life. You know, I had a miscarriage and it was sad, but I was so thankful because mm. I was not ready to have a child. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But I remember when I saw um, Sonia. Mm-hmm. The, the, this is the woman that gave both me and Megan a reading. She had said to me, she said, she said, you know, your child is here. Mm. It was just like, oh, Jesus. And I was like, what? And she said, your child is here. And he wants you to know that he forgives you. Mm. And I was just like, oh, God, <laughs> don't do this to me. That's heavy. Yeah, that's. And she was like, but there's another one. And I was like, oh, Duh. <laughs> Damn. Because in that moment, she was like, it's, it's okay to grieve mm. because it's a loss. It, it is. It's still, yeah. it wasn't my doing, but it was my body. And then you feel a kind of way. And then I didn't know. And then I was thankful. And I was going through all of these like, Emotions. you know. So I would say to her, you know, you know, your mom chose to have you for a reason. Right. And you're here for a reason. Cause she, she, there were so many options, you know, and, and, and she chose to keep you and have you because you're powerful. You're, you're, and that doesn't mean that anybody who chooses uh, not to, it's their choices Mm -hmm. and you can honor her choice by, by bringing her with you. She made you part of her life. Yeah. So just bring her with you and you don't need to be ashamed of that. Yeah. You don't need to be ashamed of that. Whereas I went to Sonia and Sonia was like, you're like a mom. She's like, but kids aren't for you. She was like, you're like a mom on the outside. Like you just want to cuddle you and like you take care of people. She's like, but it's not, it's not the same thing. Yeah. And she, I think she also said, she was like, I think in a past life, there might've been something that happened with kids. That that usually is the case. That might be holding me back. Like something happened to them. Cause I love children. I I know that I would be, I know that I would be a great mom, but I, never had any and I, I hope that I do but you know I, I don't know but I yeah. I know that that there was a, a moment in my life where I was pregnant and I think about it often and I bring it with me and it it makes me who I am and and I feel same way you're gonna carry your mom's death with you and yeah take it with you. I feel like you can do the same thing on the other end of that mm-hmm. and and not feel shamed for it and no you can have therapy and all those th- things, those are, those are great tools to help you manage it, mm-hmm. you know, so that you don't fall into and spiral into this darkness. And you might get to a point too, where like, once it stops 
being such a, a sore point and you find the power in it that it opens up for you and your family to be able to talk about her mm. your family might be seeing stuff in you that they're not even telling you they see in you right. because they don't want to hurt you right but there might be some really beautiful connection that right that will be passed on to you that you don't even realize right right and it might heal them too because i yeah. mean they lost yeah a daughter right right sister whoever right so i think yeah that's what i would say i would just say bring her with you wherever you go and you don't need to apologize for it no I have other questions I have for today. Oh. I know. We could do this all day. All day. It's your favorite thing. All day. <laughs> it's just so therapeutic. It makes me feel grand. Purpose. It makes all me the feel things you've learned. It makes me feel like maleficent. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. God bless you. Uh, listen, if you want to write in and get advice, you can email us at noliesdetected at gmail.com. Don't send us a fucking DM. Don't send Michelle a DM. We're not going to screen cap anything. Don't yes, do please. it. Yes, please. Don't ask your questions in the DMs please. and tell me this whole story. I'm not going to answer it. And I it. highly recommend you don't just send us your fucking birth chart and say, go at it. Yeah. Because no. that's not what I do. <laughs> I can use that for context clues around what you're saying. But like. That's a comfort that you don't have. <laughs> or pay for. Yeah. You just. <laughs> You can't talk to us like that. No, 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 no. But you know what? We also, we really appreciate if you do want to pay for things uh, and you want to support us, you can go to anchor.fm forward slash no lies detected. And there uh, we can take in listener support. So every month you can donate uh, a dollar or more and it really helps us mm -hmm. keep these podcasts. I mean, though, happening. I would, I would, I would, get, I would definitely do I see some 9 99s yeah, here. Yeah, 9.99s kind of my vibe yeah, yeah. and uh at least Fuck two dollars because we're definitely definitely giving you but yeah we got two dollars we have to split of we have information to split you know what i'm saying i want to give a shout out to meg sarah stephanie tamara and Kristen, who are our supporters this month and oh, we appreciate you. you guys are paying my cable bill i'm definitely getting groceries one week for sure listen we're excited we are we're excited and we're excited uh, about the new year Yes. And hopefully uh, we'll be seeing some of you guys. Well, I know Megan will. I don't I don't know if I will, but <laughs> if I get an invite to come with glorious Mama Tanjas, then I will come. <laughs> True. <laughs> um, listen, you can find me at Megan Tanjas, M-E-G-H-A-N-T-O-N-J-E-S. Oh, jeez, I hate when you do that. And you I'm, love my little dance. I'm Michelle Moore, M-I-S-H-A-L-M-O-O-R-E. You can find me on that any, anywhere, really. Oh yeah, Google it. Um, and make sure that you you tune in for the next episode. Yeah. Coming soon, every Wednesday. Have, Have fun, bitch. <laughs> yeah. And me however you want. Have fun, bitch. <laughs>